how do we get attention to FAA? I mean, it's a Cambodian organization. In some sectors in the world, it's well known, but how do you get global attention? Um, and that was, okay, why not aim for a Guinness World Record? And when we looked it up, there was no record for a longer circus show. So it's actually a new record being set. Um, and then Guinness World Record approved our application and also gave us guidelines around it. It has to be, for example, 24 hours, one minute long. That's a huge challenge. We have 90 artists all coming in from our um, artists that have graduated and formed our social enterprise. They are coming in and all our senior student artists are all participating. So it's been a huge, huge production uh, to make this happen. Uh, you're going to be a big challenge. Welcome back at the Sea Arts Podcast. My name is Fabian Sievert and today we're diving into the social impact of the circus arts and getting to know a project in Southeast Asia, actually in Cambodia, it's called Far Circus and how they are setting up a Guinness World Record. Welcome to the Sea Arts Podcast. We build a bridge between arts and business and want to inspire you to see arts. Today we have a podcast episode with purpose and a call to action. Osman Khavaja is the executive director of Far Panlosel Park. Far Panlosel Park is a Cambodian-based visual and performing arts school and educational institution. And together with their social head enterprise, they're preparing a Guinness World Record this weekend for a good cause and bringing circus from Cambodia on the global digital stage. I'm super excited because actually Osman and me, we met back in 2013 in Cambodia during my travels there. And I had the chance to both visit Angkor Wat, but as well CM Reap and the NGO that Osman was working at this time. And so I also got to know Osman as a role model uh for for leadership but as well like he really believes in the power of human transformation that's what he brings to the table uh at his work uh i'm even more excited to learn more about this ambitious ambitious I'm even more excited to learn more about the ambitious project of our Gala 21 and learn more about the current challenges that FAR in Cambodia is, uh, was currently like, uh, is currently experiencing, but as well inspire you, dear listeners, to uh, well, dive with us into this podcast, join this weekend the online shows and learn how art transforms and changes people and how you can make a difference. So a warm welcome to Osman from Stuttgart to Cambodia. <laughs> Thank you, Fabian. It's so nice to see you again here. It's been a while since your trip to CMR. Yeah, crazy. Like all more than more than seven years, and we yeah we've been in steady touch. The social media uh, is allowing allowing this one, and we also had some plans to do other collaborations. But I think this is a, a nice restart, and let's hope that uh, that things will work out. Uh, will work out fine. Will work out fine. We hope so. We hope so. We hope Dundu can still come to Cambodia. We will make we'll make this happen. Well, also <laughs> to uh, to kickstart this conversation, give us a brief introduction into like the the head enterprise, the head social enterprise, far performing social enterprise, and and your role in in this enterprise <clears throat> and how you got involved there. Okay. Well, um, I'm I'm on the. NGO, the association side. Uh, for performing social enterprises, our sister concern uh, started about seven years ago. Um, the show started in CM Reap 2013. Actually, that's, that's when you came to CM Reap and you had seen a performance there. At the very early stages, they still had no big top and then um, eventually uh, were able to invest in their own land and big top. So the social enterprise was started really to employ our 
circus graduates and music graduates uh, because after training for 10, 12 years, the question was, what's next for them? Uh, There is no no real circus opportunities in Cambodia. And and, and heading the international stage is very challenging as well, very competitive. Um, And also the school was growing and it needed... Uh, you know, uh, big funding. The the budgets from early early days, twenty seven years ago, um, to all today, where we run a one point two one point five million dollar budget, it's hard to sustain on donations and grants. Um, so the idea was, okay, we need to do something to generate our own income. And we were actually very proud of this model. It's a unique model where um, the social enterprise, which employs our graduates. Um, and earns income for the school. Um, and we had hit 60% financial sustainability uh, through the dividends and the royalties that the social enterprise pays back to the school. Um, so we were on the right path. And sadly, all our eggs were in one basket because it's uh, the big top in CM Reap, the social enterprise was 99% dependent on the tourist market. And with COVID, the borders closed, no tourists. Um, so in the, in the tourism industry is basically collapsed and uh, we don't know when that will come up again. Hopefully towards the end of the year, uh, something will pick up maybe next year, but it's, 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 uh, that means one day of, uh, to the next, we really went from, um, uh, getting 60% of budget covered to nothing. Uh, so now this is about our survival and going back to donors, going back to the public and the community to see us through this difficult time. Because the school has the option, we have to find a way to survive. We have over a thousand students in our program and closing the doors on them is not an option. Well, thanks for this introduction. I really like, uh, well, the overall organizational structure that you both educate them, but afterwards you also give them opportunities to, to work in, in the, the social enterprise to perform there. Because as you said, like the international stage is really competitive. And so it kind of like, it, it not just gives them education, it also gives them like a way into, into the future. Can you give us a little bit of a background into like the situation in Cambodia, as well, the importance of the arts, like how is it for like, what is a, a normal, like how does, does a normal a kid grow up and what are the normal opportunities they have and how is FAR actually like opening up new opportunities? Um, that's a very good question. Uh, and that's really because uh, part of what FAR is all about here is to introduce arts into the public school education system as well. Um, we haven't really reached our goal there yet. The government is now working on adding arts to the public school curriculum. It's many years of work behind it. They need to train thousands and thousands of teachers in the arts to be able to do that. Up to now, there is no arts education public school system. So what FAR does here as a large community school um, provides leisure classes to hundreds of students from the community here. We actually have a government public school on our campus with 550 students, um, and they have access to to our arts program from visual arts, drawing, painting, all the way to performing arts in dance, circus, theater, and music. And the nice thing about the leisure program is they can come and try anything. So one day, one week, they can go to art class and then say, oh, I want to try dance, they can go to dance. In whichever program or art subject that the students like, um, they can then continue and even go into vocational training and become professional artists. And that's what's really unique about FAR. It's a, it makes it unique in, in all of Cambodia that it has provides this um, uh, foundation in arts and really accessible program to the general public. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really great that you give them a free opportunity to experience what kind of 
uh, well, artistic expression you're, you're looking for and be it just like as a leisure activity or also maybe sometimes it, it sparks this, uh, well, this, this want for diving deeper into the performing mm -hmm. arts or in, into music. And I think that's, that's a great thing that even like in Germany, we have the opportunities, but also like somehow I feel people have to push in that some direction. Some people like your parents say, oh, you go to ballet, uh, you, you can try an instrument, but I, I like that you go there with such a wide horizon and give them an opportunity to try out. And from there on also develop, uh, develop further on. Well, you already covered yes. you already covered a bit of like the the challenges uh, when we were talking. I think it was during the pandemic. You also mentioned that actually for Cambodia, it's it's several waves of the pandemic. Maybe like the pandemic, as the virus is not hitting it so hard, but also no no tourists coming in, and then later on maybe like the missing infrastructure to really cope with the pandemic on on such a good level. Tell us a little bit on uh, like the journey of your last 12 months. You said like uh, stopping was option was definitely not an option because you have so many students but how did you uh, how did you react what new ideas did actually emerge because uh, sometimes also crises are a catalyst for creativity for for new ideas to rethink something I think you were, you had mm -hmm. already like a, a perfect system but what new ideas did come up what were maybe also some learnings from the last 12 months that you could share with our listeners as well like from a sure, leadership um, perspective Well, um, I, I mean, initially when this whole crisis started, of course, the shows, the public performances were the first to close um, and the school also, because nobody really knew where this was going. But um, in April, about four weeks after closure, we reopened slowly in smaller groups, uh, you know, knowing we had a better understanding uh, at that time, what's the real situation on the ground in Cambodia. Cambodia had very, very few, um, you know, COVID cases. So it was for us was the question. Do we open the gates or do we keep these kids locked out? And when we spent 25 years pulling them off the streets, away from drugs, out of trouble, and by closing the gates on them, was like, okay, they're going to be back into these uh, difficult situations. Um, so we had to make a decision. We opened, taking care of the uh, government protocols required for smaller classes and, and hygiene. So we did, we did that. Um, And by June, we were already uh, full, the, 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 all the art classes are full again. Um, for our visual arts program, vocational training, we tried online classes. So that was something I think everyone around the world has tried. It didn't really work as well because, you know, these classes require them to have access to the computers and the software. And um, they don't have it out in the villages where the students were while they were home. Um, so we then did open up again and bring them in smaller groups on a rotating basis. Everything has been delayed. Normally they would graduate in July last year, but they didn't until December. Um, but the business community still had opened up in Phnom Penh. And so the students that interned at the, um, the, the graphic design animation students that interned were actually accepted. So we, we continued. Everything was a bit, um, uh, you know, taken step by step, day by day. Um, but we had to adjust as we went along. Um, one of the, the realities from the social enterprise, of course, they had to really adapt to all the COVID hygiene protocols that are required. They reopened with weekend shows. One of our biggest challenges uh, in the weekends was how do we bring in local audience? Um, arts and culture in Cambodia is still something of a luxury. It's locals cannot afford uh, performances, shows, uh, at least what it what they should be paying to make it feasible to make to make it sustainable um, and we don't have 
have government subsidies for art programming. So every if there's anyone putting on a show, somebody, the public has to pay for it. And generally the public can't afford it. And that's our biggest challenge. Um, even with reduced ticket prices, it's very difficult to get Cambodians in the door to watch our performances. Um, so that's something that we are really pushing in. How do we get uh, um, uh, the, the local uh, Cambodians engaged with, with for their own um, uh, arts and culture, and it's it's not it's not surprising given that it's not in the school system that they they don't have that level of appreciation for it. Uh, it's a, it's a very young population as well that is very much focused to pop culture, um, and but um, building audiences around theatre shows or. Um, musicals or even our know, circus shows is is, a, is an uphill battle. But we're doing what we can, and this is also when we talk about our upcoming Guinness World Record. It's really to bring a sense of pride to circus, and you know, it's a, it will be the tenth uh, Guinness World Record for Cambodia, and uh, for Cambodians, it will be a sense of you know a matter of uh, pride as well, and hopefully that will encourage them to uh, uh, visit and, and and pay for performances. Yeah, great. I'm, and, I'm, I'm super excited about this world record. Like, how did you and your team come up with the idea of the Gala 21? What are uh, what are the goals? And the delicious <coughs> product you said it's, it's part of like uh, being proud of of, of Khmer and Cambodian culture and uh, and putting a word out like, hey, what what we are doing here, and also the well the the nice construction that uh, that you have with the with the enterprise, but also also kind of like put it on a global stage. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the Gala, the different parts, and how people can get involved uh yeah sure so um the, the gala it all it started with a physical gala that we do annually and uh, of course with covid we couldn't do that so then we're like let's go virtual and um it meant to happen last year we pushed and pushed because it was quite challenging um but we've had some uh, great help uh from uh well-meaning people and volunteers and engage with the company in, in uh, the U.S. called Enjoy Productions that have guided us through the process and now we are ready for this weekend. Um, it's basically a one-hour virtual gala. It will broadcast twice to meet the different time zones that our supporters are based in. And and uh, we are really happy because we have over 900 people now who have signed up. You know, we would never be able to achieve that in a physical gala, of course, in, in person. So to have this is it's it's also this what you know COVID has its challenges but also opportunities and this is given a great opportunity to connect with people globally uh, who we most probably never connect with and and this one hour a one hour curated gala is will be hosted live but with a lot of content produced specifically for the gala some interviews of our graduate artists uh you know from the founders myself um so with the, with the, in it is, of course, a big push to help people recognize the need that we have, the financial need, um, and have people donate. Many, many people have signed up, have already put in their donations. Um, we are taking it to a, a wider scale, sort of a, a broad audience. So our ask is quite minimal. It's like requesting people to give $10 for a month for up to a year or $120 up front if they don't want to do a monthly donation. It's really about the long-term sustainability um, and, and building the long-term support. But with ask, with a smaller ask, we, we are able to make the gala also accessible to a lot more people because we understand um, COVID's been tough for many, many people around the world. Uh, so asking for smaller amounts, but from a larger base will hopefully still uh, enable us to reach our fundraising target. Um, yeah, and 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 going back, 
I just like going back to the Guinness World Record, linking it to that was the, the idea was, how do we get attention to FAR? I mean, it's a Cambodian organization. In some sectors in the world, it's well known, but how do you get global attention? Um, and that was, okay, why not aim for a Guinness World Record? And when we looked it up, there was no record for no longer circus show. So it's actually a new record being set. Um, and then Guinness World Record approved our application and also gave us guidelines around it. It has to be, for example, 24 hours, one minute long. That's a huge challenge. We have 90 artists all coming in from our um, artists that have graduated and formed our social enterprise. They are coming in and all our senior student artists are all participating. So it's been a huge huge production uh, to make this happen. Uh, you're going to be a big challenge. And there are other re requirements. For example, no act can be repeated. So you have to be very creative and creating new acts for 24 hours. Uh, so, and we need to have 50 people in the audience, which we were, um, yeah, was, uh, will, we, I think, still going to make it, um, even though there's been a third outbreak on Phnom Penh in Cambodia, but we are, we are following strict COVID guidelines. Um, all visitors will have to wear masks and go through the uh, hygiene protocols, and uh, there'll be only 50 people are required from Guinness World Record side. Um, so we'll have enough room to, um, you know, have them seating uh, distance, you know, with a social, what do you call the physical distance seating. So I think we'll make it. Um, the challenge is having people come in at one in the morning, two in the morning, three in the morning. But we have had a great response from the community and I think it would be a lot of fun for them. And all, of course, because it's a Guinness World requirement that you must have 50 people in the audience. So everyone who's there will be a Guinness World Record holder as well. So they'll all get a certificate for participating in a Guinness World Record. Well, that's true. And, and I like the idea of like, uh, thinking about how can you creatively uh, and, and innovatively create more attention about it than using Guinness World Record and then they give you some kind of restriction and then you have to get creative again with uh, like how many persons do you need and uh, and for sure like we all miss the live event but I also feel that digital events and, and the gala that you're setting up also have a currently huge potential to reach out to wider audiences and once we can be traveling again in one two years or once we go back to whatever the new normal will look like maybe this will also give you an outreach to even larger audience and, and put you on the on the global map that if you are in Siem Reap or if you are in Cambodia you have to come uh, you have to come to visit I also actually exactly and uh, and I'm super excited to connect as well uh, with the community. We're going to put the the links for the registration in uh, in there as well. And as you said, like it's it's really cool to have either like a one-time donation or become uh, become more involved and do do a monthly uh, a monthly donation to help uh, to help this organization to uh, to currently survive but then thrive again. And you've also like with the with the circus they've been to different countries from Korea to Germany, Norway. So uh, and I've seen I've seen the yes. show. We we actually watched the show together and was really like uh, uh, a very beautiful way integrating Cambodian and Khmer culture, Khmer history into like contemporary circus with live music. So really uh, well made, high uh, high quality. So I can't, uh, yeah, I can't do more than once we we have the chance to travel again. You have to experience it vividly. But this weekend, you have a must stay in the calendar to uh, to watch the yes. show. And the nice thing about this weekend is with the Guinness World Record that we are actually 
combining, stringing together all our amazing shows. So they have been tied together. So people who don't, who know only a few or have seen one or two, they have this opportunity to actually binge watch all our shows. It's like going on Netflix and been watching an entire series in one go. So you can stay with us for 24 hours. You'll have a YouTube link will be streamed. Um, and watch all our shows and of course additional stuff and new stuff that's been added to it as well yeah i think that's that's a good way of of binge watching binge binge watching a binge watching circus but what one question maybe about the format but because i'm as well as a clown and in circus context i'm always interested about interaction possibilities you have a small live audience what do you think about or what do you how do you plan interactions is there going to be a chat feature how can people around the globe because if you already have 900 registrants and let's hope that we can uh, we can come up with up to 2000 how can they interact is there a chat is there maybe like a live zoom room where they could share because i i feel like a current challenge for these digital events is how do people feel the goosebumps that everybody's feeling in the audience how can we translate this into the virtual is it just comments or did you also come up with some uh, some thoughts about uh, that for for this gala And, and and that's always a, that's always a challenge. And as you you know you were also asking earlier, um, uh, what have we done during this COVID time or pushed us in different directions? And part of the thing, how do we take our shows digital? Um, has been a challenge because that feeling that you get sitting in a live audience, a goosebumps. Um, it's really hard to replicate online. Um, all our shows are with live music and they are beautifully choreographed. And um, and when you're not there, it, it is tough to capture that. Uh, But with regards to this gala, we are using a platform called Attendify when everyone registers and logs in, um, and they will be automatically in the community chat there um, and can comment and can leave messages. Um, outside of that, when the, the that's only for that one hour gala, but the um, full marathon will be streamed on our YouTube, and of course there's um, space for people to leave comments, and we'll be watching those comments and see uh, what people have to say and hopefully also be able to get back cool yeah well that that sounds great i'm excited yeah. to yeah to learn it because i'm also yeah thinking a lot about what are ways to really not just use the the digital space as as a substitute but also create new and that's what i also like about the overall far concept that you're also integrating like 2d and 3d animation in the programs and that you're also like not just teaching them the the analog arts but also analog and digital arts because somewhere like we're in this uh, liminal space in between and so it's interesting to uh but to also get like the digital dexterity to them also for circus with mm -hmm. like, painting with the uh, the pixel poison stuff like that. i think technology is getting into all these spaces and the power really happens if you merge them together and i'm excited to see yes. as well like the the creative fusion of all these beautiful shows i think you produced over 20 different shows already or uh, i'm not sure how many and right now you're blending them all into one unique piece and that's that's a beautiful challenge that uh yeah that we can see on this weekend Well, I have uh, I have one philosophical belief that art changes people and people from there change the world. I uh, kind of experienced this myself when I was in Mexico, also working in, in social circus and, and teaching kids how to juggle, but not to become the next best circus artist, but to, to, to create self-esteem. And on one side, do you agree with this statement, but as well, like, how do you feel that uh, the art can kind of like enrich, enrich our world? And also, like, how, how did this become as well, like, your uh, your mission uh, as, as your experience and as well role as a director right now? Mm. 
Yes, and actually, I totally agree with you. Our our um, mission for Falcon South Park is changing lives through the arts. So it's very much to what your philosophy is as well, and that's what we see. That's what we have been about for the past twenty seven years. And that change could be very personal. It could be for somebody, for an individual, or it could be for change for the whole community. It could be a change in thinking ideology. It, that changes depending on um, the person that is, you know, being impacted. Uh, for us, it's a it, it's a it's a change we have seen in the community here. The change we've seen in our students, in the in their families, uh, socioeconomic change, um, also in. Uh, the change um, in people's own ability to deal with difficulties and challenges, the resilience that it builds. Um, so, it, yes, there, there is definitely um, a change happening through the art exposure and the, the uh, uh, being involved very deeply in it. Um, we find when we have our artists being performers and taking you know front stage or telling their own stories having the chance to improvise uh interesting things come out and that is the it that gives them that ability to express what they might normally not express but also to to uh, bring you know to deal with deal with certain issues and challenges that otherwise they wouldn't be able to and it's a safe safe space a safe way to do that um so, and, and I mean, for me here, Cambodia, at least the city that I'm in, where Far is in, but Among was always known as a cultural hub of, uh, of uh, Cambodia uh, before the Khmer Rouge time. And it's now has, it, it, it sort of lost that over the years, but the, the underlying creativity is very much there. And I think it has a chance to be the real creative city of Cambodia. And because the art brings in a unique identity to a community, um, and and that's very much here. It's just under the surface, and it's I think just you know wanting to come out. And um, I think we just need a little bit more of what Far does to continue um, for the years, and 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 have the uh, everything from the education system to. Um, even the when our our graduates when they when they finish and they they work they set up their some of them have set up their own artistic companies and um, you know giving them that space creating a community around that uh, that will really help um, you know one day I think it will just grow and uh, it'll be a beautiful space here for for art and art creation and for people to really live it. Awesome. Yeah. And I love that you also empower them to get into entrepreneurship and build their own companies that it's like, it's open, you open up uh, kind of the doors, the windows for people to look through. And then from there on, obviously, you have to do the steps, you can guide them some part of the way. But from there on, uh, it's really opening up opportunities and as well that it's, uh, that it's not opening up the in just the individualized, but also impacting families and from there so it's kind of like a spiral and i like it. it's like like a movement you're giving like an, yes. an impulse and from there on the magic is uh, is happening that's uh, that's super yeah. powerful well thanks thanks for thanks for that work and what is the best way for for you how how people can can support far is it currently through donations or is it as well sometimes human resources and like manpower or women power that you could need or collaborators what ways to to get engaged and uh and and to help to help and support uh, yes well we're always looking for Uh, human resources. We have had many volunteers come through. Of course, COVID time with current restrictions has been possible, but we know there are a few people really wanting to to come come to Batamong once uh, the borders open. So we look forward to welcoming them. 
um, there are many traveling artists that stop by and enrich the lives of the students and introduce them to something new and different. Um, so we are always open for artists welcoming them here. Um, but at this stage, of course, our survival depends on uh, the, 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 our finances. The team has done amazing over the, they've been such um, a strong, committed uh, group. Uh, many of our team, most of our teachers were our students, so they grew up here. The founders looked after them. They they fed them. They gave them class education, and um, and now they're working here. So they're not just teachers; they are really part of the family. Um, and everyone came together, showed great solidarity when COVID hit, because it was like, okay, we are now only have our reserves. We have no income coming in. So what do we do? Do we close some programs? Um, do we lay some people off and they all, you know, I put this question to them and that was, I think, part of the challenge in this being in this leadership role at this time was um, how, what's going to be our next move. And, and, and Far has a very, very special spirit. And it was like, it, I don't think it was my decision to make. It didn't have to, it, it could not be a top down decision. I was involving them and saying, well, what would they like to do? And all of them said, no, we need to keep the programs going because so many students are dependent on us and, and they need the safe space that FAR provides. Um, but they all agreed to take pay cuts. So we have had, everyone's been on big pay cuts for the whole year and continue now because we had to stretch our reserves while we continued fundraising. Um, so we have done a lot on our own to, to survive. But now we really need support of the community um, to give us, help us through this this year and probably next year as well until we can restart a lot of our income generating activities. Uh, so yes, the financial need is, is our biggest need at this point. All right. So yeah, community, uh, get involved. At some point, you can collaborate with, uh, we might as well, like with Dundu at the giant puppet parade. But for now, it's as well uh, sending sending some money, sending some funds to uh, to keep the, the circus running to, because the show the show must go on. Uh, well, to, to wrap this up, what is your, your call sure. to action for the gala? What are your last words of wisdom for, for this podcast? What do you want to, to share with the community? Because I liked as well the leadership part. You said it's not a, It's not a top-down decision that, that you can make, but it's really, uh, it was kind of like the, with the commuted, uh, with the commuted uh, community and, and co-workers, kind of like the decision, I felt, I felt as I hear it, it, it was just carry around. Hey, we have to continue because we have, a, we have yes. a responsibility. And if we let it go right now, 25 years of, of energy would, be, would become to waste because, yeah, COVID is changing the game. But uh, I mm -hmm. love how you, uh, well, you, how you took the leadership, but as well how you opened up the decision to kind of get self-organized and in this way spark even more motivation to, to keep on going. Mm. Yes, and, 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 I, and I think this is... Um, The most human resources are the most important when it comes to an organization like this, especially an arts organization. And, uh, and yeah, nothing can sort of replace that, uh, that spirit uh, that all everyone, each individual here brings. So for the gala, well, I, I would encourage everyone to sign up because it's only an hour of everyone's time. It will give a very good uh, overview picture and some also snippets to the insight and the spirit of, uh, uh, and if people feel this is what, supporting uh then yeah request them to help and make a donation um of course even outside of the gala happy to stay in touch to connect uh, we have our facebook page Papalo Park, um, we have our website as well farps.org 
Um, and we are always in, you know, happy to engage with anyone for collaboration or other ideas on how to help us. Great. Well, pl plenty of calls to action. Like them, follow them, donate some money and definitely uh, watch this one hour show. Get together with your friends with distance or with your family close together and enjoy the circus show because we all are missing these vibes and you can dive into a very a rich and to a certain extent like unknown uh, unknown culture and i really experienced uh, this show like really like uh, strong and remember these these days in uh, in cm rip with you osman thanks a lot for uh, for taking the time to, yeah. to jump on this conversation that's the beautiful thing as well in the digital space that we have the time to reconnect from time to time play together and uh, well through this podcast also put some spotlight on the great things that you're doing thanks a lot for your efforts and uh, and so much appreciated to uh, yeah to take the time Oh, thank you, Fabian. It's really kind of you to reach out and, and offer this space for us. So we look forward to seeing many of your followers on the gala this weekend. Let's make it happen. Yeah, well, you heard the call to action, join the gala and uh, join the Circus Vibes. It really changed my life. It connects us to our playfulness. It's good for our body, our soul. Let's play and uh, enjoy your life. Enjoy your weekend whenever and wherever you're listening to this one. Follow us on Instagram at CRTNOW to get inspired and let's see arts.